Good morrow, sir, sire. This is, uh, this is the podcast of great. Phenomenith, uh, nationeth. So, yeah. That's, that's a good intro. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, uh, I haven't been doing too much on the cryptid, cryptidology lately. So, you know, thought I'd get back into that for a little bit. Or for this episode, anyway. And, yeah. So, so I'm going to be discussing my top five cryptidity bops. Okay. Get ready. Oh, also, uh, <clears throat> if Chuck Norris jumped off a cliff, your mom would tell you to do it, too. So are your friends jumping off a bridge? No, Chuck Norris is. Then you can jump off a bridge. Okay, so yeah, or a cliff, or whatever he's jumping off of. Okay, so coming in at number five, we got the Ninjin, also known, known as the Ningen by weird people. Also, is a uh, interesting, is uh, it means human in Japanese. So it's a Japanese sea monster, sort of, that's, well, it was um, ma- mainly found by Japanese fishing boats. In the Arctic, or, or maybe they're fishing boats. Um, I have a, I have a podcast on it, episode seventeen. It was a pretty good episode. So yeah, the ninjin means human. It it's, it resembles a human, ex- besides the fact that it doesn't have legs, or facial features, and it's also like I'm talking extremely white, albino, like white as um. Let me think of something that's white. Um, what is the blanket on my, uh, on my my desk here? Really white. White is, white is a piece of paper. Like, white paper, you know? So, yeah. It's, um, pretty interesting. If you want to go check out episode 17. That's a really good episode. And, yeah. So, that's number five. Well, I'm not, I'm going to discuss it a little bit more. So... Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. So this this thing's about um thirty to sixty meters long, sixty to ninety feet long. That's what I found on the internet. So this thing is huge. Like, um. Just just go measure that outside. Go measure how long ninety ninety feet is. It's really long. Really big. So, yeah, you don't want to mess with that. But typically, they seem to be fairly friendly. And they um, don't really attack the fishing boats or really anything that you see. There's no uh, records of attacks. Just people getting really freaked out. Often mistaken for a whale by, um, by Japanese fishers in the Arctic. So, yeah. That's that's one of my favorites. On to number four, which is Ogo Pogo, which is um I've also covered that in a podcast once. Yeah, and I also went to the Okanagan Valley where he was supposedly living. I did not see him, but I had some pretty good times. You know, 
So episode 13 is about Ogopogo. And also episode 20 is about my trip to the Okanagan. So yeah, this this um this is also pretty big. I can't remember the exact length, but I'm guessing about you know probably under 60 feet. So like not as big as the Ninjin, but um you know a little but still pretty big. Definitely check, definitely learn more about that Canadian folkloristic monster. There's many different theories about it. Some say it's a sea serpent. Some that some say it's a plesiosaur wa that washed out up from the ocean that survived and you know made babies with another possibly, or maybe it's just maybe it just has the perfect conditions and and uh, it can live forever. Some some things, if it has good enough conditions, it could it could probably live for almost ever, because there, not too long ago there was a sighting actually, it was on the news. I remember seeing that. So yeah, if if you wanna check out episode thirteen, wink wink, go check it out because um, you know, you you probably I hope you like me, hope you like my podcast. So definitely one of my favorites. I'm Canadian and I I enjoy many of the Canadian cryptids. On to my next one, which is we got the Mothman, the Mothman of West Virginia. One of probably one of the most famous cryptids of all time, which is, you know, pretty good. You you talk uh before before I heard of it, no one talked about it. But like when I ask around with from people I know and other cryptozoologists that I know, they're like, Psh, "You didn't know about that? You're dumb," because um, it's pretty huge. So this thing, this thing, the Mothman, the Mothman of West Virginia, is um apparently about Sasquatch height. So you know. Over over ten feet tall, ten like ten or over, ha looks like a moth, flies, and apparently it brings misfortune and death to um, you know the people who see it, such as you know like things like the the Silver Bridge collapse, that was blamed on the Mothman because many of the many witnesses of the Mothman died that day on this on a bridge collapse. So if you, if you ever encounter Mothman, or, it's not just you're gonna die, but many other things such as, uh, something will happen to you, you'll maybe get a disability or a loved one will die. So yeah, definitely one of my favorites. Very interesting, um, lore behind it. So yeah, if you're ever going to, um... If you're ever going to look up a cryptid, or if you ever want to study a cryptid, or maybe even do a podcast like this, prob check out The Mothman. One of the most interesting I find. It's, um, yeah. So it can cause tragedy, apparently. I'm not done. I got a couple more things to share. There's a festival, the Mothman Festival in West Virginia, Point Pleasant. That's where it was. They have a festival for the Mothman, I'm pretty sure every year, in the summer. 
So if you're if you're ever in the area, check it out. Let me know. In the email me or something. And so if you want if you want to do that, you know, one of my favorites. And also, sorry, um it's also said to be it was also said to be fa- seen sorry in uh before the Chernobyl incident in Russia, that big old explosion of the nuclear factory. And also, it was apparently seen before 9-11. So, yeah. There's my top three. I have to go take a whiz. Okay, I'm back. Coming in at number two, we got the Dover Demon. He's, uh, he's in Dover. And he's a demon. Yeah, so... (laughs) Sorry. I haven't done an episode on this this one, but I plan on doing it eventually, so, this thing is, like, a little albino midget thingy, it has a huge, huge watermelon teardrop-shaped head, with big old eyes, his, uh, appendages are tiny, like his arms and his leg, and, um, it appears most of the time that he can mold, like, his feet, he was sent one one account of it. He uh, the man who is fu- following the uh, the Dover demon came came up to him, and the demon the thing was holding on to a uh, to a tree branch like a tree, and it looked it looked as if his feet were molding to a rock. So yeah, Dover, Massachusetts, though. So yeah. The first ever account of the Domer, Do, Domer Demon, the Dover Demon, was, um, I believe, I can't remember the exact date, but I'm pretty sure it was 76 or 77, 1976 or 77, and, um, the, the person who first saw it, his name was Bill Bartlett, William Bartlett, and he was kind of an artist, and, uh, so him and his friends were driving down the road because, you know, in, in his hippie van, because it was the 70s, you know, and Bill Bartlett, he, he while he was driving, he looked, he happened to look out his window, and he saw at, at a rock wall was this thing gripping and kind of molding onto the, to the rocks on the wall, just staring at him with those, with the big eyes he has. The big, I'm pretty sure, orange, green or orange eyes. And, um, yeah, I think I would be pretty freaked out if I saw that. So, yeah, and many, and most of the people believed them, like the witnesses. So, yeah. And on to my number word. We got, do we, I got something to do, drum roll. One sec, here, here we are. Number one is, um, this guy, this, the Sasquatch, the Bigfoot, the Yowie, the Yeti, whatever you want to call this thing, this is my number one favorite cryptid, and I know that's kind of like, oh, of course it is, because, you know, it's one of the, like, probably the most favorite, famous cryptid, that and the Loch Ness Monster. But, 
this is what got me into cryptozoology. So I thought I would I would give it the the honor of being at the t at f the phenomena nations number one Sasquatch. I mean cryptid ever. So yeah, th there's mil there's probably million not even not millions but probably thousands tens of thousands of accounts of Sasquatch sightings. One of the most commonly seen cryptids. Just it was so widely, um, so widely known. It was. It's definitely has to be my top cryptid. The uh, this thing is about. Well, this uh, this thing, the Sasquatch is about who. Probably average of about eight to ten feet, and they're. The feet is the far is the part where he gets his name, Bigfoot. His, his average his feet are about twelve inches long, so that's one actual like one foot long, and that's probably that's quite large, quite large compared to a uh, just a right re a regular male feet, a regular male's feet on average, you know. So, definitely one of the greatest, most widely known, mostly mostly known for the Patterson-Gimlin film, which was the one of many cryptozoologists and Sasquatch believers think that the Patterson-Gimlin film is the, is the hardest evidence anyone has ever had of a Sasquatch. The Patterson-Gimlin film, if you don't know what it is, because you're not acquainted with with cryptozoology or cryptids is one of the most famous videos and uh, evid evidential proofs of Sasquatch. It was a uh, it was taken in California by some dudes, pa one dude Patterson and the other dude Gimlin. I forget their first name, but they they were going on a hike and uh, they they just happened to have a video camera with them and they were. And they happened to see this thing, which was the Smasquatch, the Sasquatch, walking, you know, walking across a stream, like, across the stream from them. And they took a video of it. Many people say it's fake, but seriously, they, they can, um, I don't want to, to be, um, explicit on my podcast unless there's your crispy here, because, you know, but... Those people are not very smirt. So, yeah, I just like to... Because it's... Because, oh, people are mostly skeptics. Freaking skeptics. They're like, oh, you can see, like, a stitch mark in there or something? Like a like a zipper? No, you can't. These just They're just people that go to the extreme to prove that... Because they they feel that they need to prove this stuff wrong, and I'm sorry to any skeptics that are listening, but many but a lot of skeptics feel the need to just pu keep pushing and pushing to show that it's not real. But on the other hand, many cryptozoologists push and push to show it's real. So, but still, I think you should just believe what you want to believe, and you know, just. Just, you know, just do what you want. 
So yeah, those are my top 10 favorite cryptids, favorite cryptids of all time for the Phenomena Nations podcast. I just like to say that I just like to say that I am very grateful for my listeners who listen to this podcast that are always with me. So, yes, thank you for your support. And I hope and I hope you'll stay with me for the um for the episodes to come. Hopefully I can be around for as long as I can. Now, I just like to say where I'm available. I'm available on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Podbean, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, and Pod Paradise. So there's that's where you can find me if you have any, if you know anyone that you want to recommend it, recommend me to, but they don't have the same platform as you. There's a list of them. So anyway, that was my top ten, top five, sorry, favorite cryptids of all time. So hope you enjoyed, and um, you know, God bless my friend.